California Coffee Republic beer of the Craft Beer Republic collab with 14 Cannons beer. Mailed it. Welcome in, everybody, to the Craft Beer Republic. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Thanks for drinking along. I am Greg, and I am being joined by the muscliest man in all of craft beer, and that, of course, is Flex. What's going on, Flexy? Yeah, nothing much, man. Really excited for this episode. Uh, really excited for the, the guest we have on today, and it's a, a man that you've had the pleasure of spending a little bit of time with lately. So uh, re- really psyched about this one. I'm excited, too. We've had some late romantic nights. Oh, wait, different guest. Uh, <laughs> we've <laughs> we've been hanging out a lot, drinking a lot of beer, and talking a lot of beer. Making a lot of beer. Yes. We are also being joined by the head brewer of 14 Cannons out here in Westlake Village, California, Nick Borderland. Nick, thanks for hanging out with us. Hey, thanks for having me on again. Yeah, nice to officially meet you. That's right. Yeah. Ditto. We, uh, we look for excuses to, to drag you on the show, and, and I think we have a pretty decent excuse. We'll talk about that in a couple of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very excited for that. Um, before we get too far in, don't forget, find us at Crappy Republic. Find Flex at Flex Me a Beer underscores in between. You'll find 14 Cannons at, well, 14 Cannons, and Nick is the Nick Borderland on the Grams. Don't forget to find us. Also, if you're doing any shopping on Tavor, don't forget promo code UNFILTERED. Get yourself a few bucks back off your first order. All right. Uh, because we have the nerdiest of all beer nerds that we know, instead of beer of the day, I think it's time for some beer science. From a bottle, from a can, why don't people understand my inebriation? Beer. Bottles, aluminum cans, hops and malts, and magic in my hand. We're drinking beer science. Beers we've never had. I just thought about trying to hit that high note, and I don't think I could. <laughs> I think you could nail it. Uh, anyways, today I am drinking from the very hands of Nick. It's 14 Cannons K17 Czech Dark Lager. It is 5%, and uh, there's not much of a description on tap, so I figure I'll let the man himself go through a full description and, and tell us all about what I think is probably my favorite beer at 14 Cannons. Yep, it's uh, an ode to Prague and my time there. Um, living in on Krishikova Street, so shout out to Krishikova. <laughs> Easy for you to say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we so could use we some more European to, listeners. Right, K17 <laughs> was my apartment number uh, when I was lucky enough to study abroad and live in Prague. Uh, and that's where the whole kind of craft beer thing started for me. So I knew like one day when I get to open my own place, I want to have an ode to uh, some weird Czech beers and K-17 as a result of that. The style in, in Prague is Tamave Pivo for anyone that really wants to nerd out with me. Yeah. Um, you know, it looks like super dark and intimidating, like a stout. Um, but Greg, you, you're drinking it now. You know, it, it drinks kind of light and nice like a, you know, Eastern European dark lager. Yeah, you get all the the richness and goodness of a stout, but it's got that mouthfeel and that drinkability of, of something nice and crispy. Minus, I guess, the crispiness, but 
it just goes down so light. And you look at it, a lot of people are like, oh, what is that? It must be big. Like, mm-mm, it's like five-ish percent. Right. Uh, you're you're safe. Have a couple of these bad boys. Yeah, and I think that's a, lot, uh, a big thing people are scared of when they see check dark loggers is they're like, wow, I'm not looking for something super heavy, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to pass on it. But after having quite a few myself, it's definitely a, a style I've been looking for more often. After plenty of research? Plenty of research, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I think I was first introduced to it, at least on a regular basis, by Indigrin's Nighthawk, which is uh, also fantastic. And fantastic. When you, I've been yeah, lucky I, enough to have that thanks to you. Oh. Uh, and then after this dropped in the tap room, I was like, oh, shit. So, I mean, the real question is, are you guys going to start canning this bad boy? I'd like to someday. Um, it's hard to find the audience in Southern California to you know, justify canning a super weird beer. Um, meaning anything that's not an IPA. Um, so uh, I, I would love to. We, we do can two lagers year-round, um, and this is a year-round beer in the tap room. Um, it uses you know our strain of Czech yeast, so it's super authentic. Um, the same yeast that's in our Czech Pilsner, um, which is kind of how this came about, was I have this Czech Pilsner. I'm spending a ton of money getting this yeast from Prague, and what can I do to justify like reusing it? And then that's when K17 got introduced as a year-round beer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we would love to see it in, in, in cans. So never say never. We do have a kind of a fun drop for Oktoberfest this year. That's going to be another lager we've never released. That's another core beer Ooh. that people have always asked us to release. So in the future, though, I'd love to see K-17 in cans. That would be amazing. I know I, I have this um, tendency to like all your beers that don't sell as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you had liquid gold on tap, which right. was a, a coffee golden ale, right? Yeah, it was the cream ale, coffee cream, cream ale. Cream ale, yeah, yeah. Um, which was amazing. And every time we went in there, we had at least one or two of those. And then K-17. But of course, everybody around here is like, oh, let me have the you know tyrannicide so I can strip some enamel off my teeth. And right. it's like, but right. well, what about these other <laughs> nicely crafted, easy to drink, delicious? And they're like, nope, give me the hops. Yeah. So, I got guess I'm the, the bills. weird one. That's true. <laughs> That's where you got to so, find the balance within the trendy and the hoppy with the right. traditional, you know, delicious, um, you know, really appreciate the craft of what, you know, beer actually is. Mm-hmm. It's true. You know, talk about the yeast, and I was going to get into this. Um, we should get into it and cheap plug on March 10th <laughs> over at 14 Cannons. Come out for a live show. Talk about more in a second. But you were talking about the yeast. We did the the collab, the uh, coffee collab, if you expect. You were talking yeah. just about the yeast that you brought in for that beer. I mean, you had like a German yeast reproduced in a lab, and so yeah. it'd be authentic. Yeah, our lab sourced it from Cologne because we were making a Kolsch. Right. So that's insane. I mean, that's yeah. like the the pinnacle of, of beer nerd. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah, probably not the cheapest way to go. Well, but I th- the results speak for themselves. So yeah, it's delicious I, and i did get to try it before the coffee was added and uh it's so good nice little hoppy finish at the end there yeah the hops we mm-hmm. use I, i'm thrilled about and you know yeah. we were talking about that on the brew day i always wanted to use those so nice little citrus german hop to to be ca- kind of you know to style and classic and then we you know are messing it up with a ton of coffee <laughs> but a ton of really good coffee at least yeah locally roasted and you know uh will the the roaster you know roasted it you know the day before we put it in the tank so yeah i don't think it gets better than that when you're making a coffee beer no that's pretty sweet um all right so before we we talk about that even more let's talk about coming up this week february 26th uh i tried to get a can you guys tricked me with your instagram post the recchio ship triple ipa is dropping on saturday with the big party and there was a picture of a can on the on the gram. I was like, 
oh, maybe I'll come by and pick up a can. We'll have it on the show. I was like, that's eh, not canned yet. Not so, canned. Uh, <laughs> totally <laughs> tricked me. <laughs> totally tricky but talk about what's going on this weekend for the release party absolutely so i'm just gonna say it plenty killer this is our plenty killer uh we damn make this, we make this once a year you know it's younger season uh i was actually lucky enough to get some younger today uh over at lady face Ooh, nice. uh, we, so we took an extended lunch break uh the whole brew crew and <laughs> went and had a, a nice 10 and a half percenter at 11 a.m how long um, was the line <laughs> You know, we got there right when they opened, so it wasn't bad. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, so we were lucky to have some younger. I, I do love that beer. So this is our ode to Planet of the Younger and our version of it at 14 Cannons. And I think uh, it's going to stack up really well. So we're really excited for the release uh, this Saturday. So many events going on with us, but we've been looking forward to this for a while. So yeah, we only make it once a year. It's all, it's 10.5% uh, this year. It's you know 79 IBUs, but incredibly masked by the triple dry hopping we do. Yeah. What kind of hops do you use in that? It's, it's Citra forward and uh, drinking plenty of the younger this morning. I was uh, <laughs> really, really surprised that I think that's the most Citra I've tasted in, in Pliny. Um, so that was kind of fun to see that uh, they had similar aromas from the Citra. And then we use a lot of Laurel, um, which is not a hop okay. you see every day, but I think it's a great blending hop when you want to like accent, um, you know, all the fun notes you get from Citra, like the pineapple and the papaya. Um, and then it's super first wort bittered and bittered with a uh, machueca. Um, I really mm-hmm. like the bitterness from those New Zealand hops. So yeah, big fan of the New Zealand's. That's, that sounds like a yeah. rad beer, man. All right. So how do you say that hop? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you, you, I always say it as mo, mo tueka. Yeah. That- I've heard mo tueka, And then I, I had a hop sales rep one time say machueca to me. And I haven't so, heard that one. And so I was just, that was what the sales rep said. And so I was like, I think he probably knows better than I. He's selling it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the last time I asked a brewer was down at uh, Radiant in uh, Anaheim. I was like, so how how do you say it? He's yeah. like, I say Motueka. I was like, yeah. well, you sound smart. So I'm going with it. <laughs> right. I, that's, I think unless you're indigenous, there's there's no correct way to say it. That's true. So. We need some uh, some Kiwis to, to right. write in and yeah, tell us right how on, to say man. it. What about Grogs? He should know, eh? Oh yeah, exceptional he's, Grogs he's from know. Aussie, up, Please, so. your your neighbors to to New Zealand, let us know how how should we be saying it. Let us know how how stupid we sound up here in the states. <laughs> I'm sure ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so exactly. stupid. Yeah, so I need easy words like citra. <laughs> <You're right. Yeah. laughs> this I in mosaic is out of place. How do yeah. you say this? <laughs> so confused um all right so so wreck your ship 10 and a half percent i did get to try a little out of the tank a couple yeah. weeks ago and we were brewing that was before yeah we had cold crash and everything but yeah yeah no carbonation no cold crash it was it still looked like a haze boy and uh even then though it was so good it was so much tropical fruit coming through at that point which i'm sure was thanks in part to the uh mo two, however you want to say it right and but it was so good and most importantly good lord did it hide that 10 and a half percent yeah. And I think a lot, one thing we do with this beer that's really fun and, you know, I'll talk about it more at the event on Saturday at the can release and we're giving brewery tours and if people do show up, you'll be getting some, uh, of the recchio ship straight from the tank. So that's kind of some incentive nice. to show up. Wow. Uh, I think that's something the public doesn't get a lot is to come back in the cellar and drink straight from the bright tank. Um, it's, you know, how all brewers love to drink beer is just straight from the bright. So I, I'm looking forward to sharing, you know, some fresh beers off the bright tank with everybody. Um, but it's pretty sweet. Yeah. But one thing we do with that is it's the only beer we make that we dry hop. The first dry hop happens during fermentation, mm-hmm. um, which is not like anything, you know, 
new or impressive like technique wise <laughs> but it's the only, it's the only beer that we do with that um and it's it's a lot of fun to see like the bio reaction with the hops and the yeast because uh, traditionally like most ipas or west coast ipas that is uh get dry hopped after uh primary fermentation right okay so i have a question i, I know nothing about brewing beer i just really like to <laughs> drink it sure um, so, so to mask know a lot about drinking it to mask a ten and a half percent triple is there something you do during the brew process that does that or is that just something that you kind of you know put all your p's and q's and x's and o's together and it just it's supposed to play out that way it's definitely some recipe formulation um balancing the amount of sugar we use in, in the brew we do add a little bit of sugar to get the abv up there um and then the malt bill itself is kind of fun um because we have a lot of uh, golden promise in the mm. malt bill okay. which is not like your average two row <laughs> or pilsner malt bill correct um and that gives it like a lovely like bit like biscuity kind of flavor and really, really golden color. And so having that is kind of one of the things that we use in that to, to mask the 10.5%. And then okay. along with just making sure the, the bitterness can support that. Um, if it's, you know, I'm sure if you, you've had like a triple hazy that just like was way like alcoholic. Um, and that's yeah. usually because, you know, there's no bitterness in that. So there's nothing to mask it. Okay. Okay. Right on. And then on the other end, we've had some, you know, crazy stone beers that our only bitterness so. 200 right. ibus i mean that that's how i came up like drinking down in san diego like 12 years ago and just loving you know i, I loved the ibu wars when i first started brewing yeah. like who can hurt each other more that was, a, that was a big part of being a brewer down in san diego um and it's throw it against the like, wall see if it strips any paint yeah, off. The complete opposite now is how, how you know little can we bitter an ipa that's funny yeah the good old days of, of the hop wars yeah. Back when IBUs on a can actually meant something. Now it's like, oh, it's 20 IBUs. It doesn't mean anything. No, anymore. it doesn't. Yeah, it really doesn't yeah. mean anything anymore. Not for an IPA, no. at least. Right. So, um, all right. So that's Recchio Ship. I recommend if you guys are in the area, you go check it out. Uh, that's cool that you guys can be pouring off the bright tanks. That's, that's yeah, even little. Yeah, pouring off the tanks. Je- I'm super jealous about yeah. that. That's an outstanding feature. Yeah, we're yeah, going to have nice. some food trucks, which we normally don't do because we have the in-house kitchen. But I think we need uh, some some extra food to also help that 10.5%. Um, everyone's drinking to get a good base. So I'm stoked right. on the few trucks we got coming in as well. <laughs> got to soak it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the next thing is, and I actually didn't even write this down, but between now and our situation, you guys are doing a pink boots brew. Yes. Oh my God. I'm so busy. Um, yeah, we're doing a pink boots brew. <laughs> Clear your calendar. You're kind um, of a big deal. <laughs> oh man. I was telling Greg, it's only taken like five years for people to uh, find us. Um, on the fifth, <laughs> it's a Saturday, pink boots brew. I'm very excited for this. This is the second time we've done it. We did it uh, last year. And Pink Boots is uh, a women's beer club. Um, our tasting room manager, Emily, is a member of it. And part of the proceeds from this beer and the, the hot blend uh, are donated to Pink Boots. And they use it for scholarship opportunities for uh, women in beer. Um, so it's a great cause and just killer hot blend. Last year, the hot blend blew my mind. It was so aromatic. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do the same like IPA ish recipe again this year with it's a new hop blend every year. It's a different blend. Uh, there's some experimental hops in this year's blend that um, I'm really excited to to brew with uh, that I've never gotten my hands on before. And the, the cool thing about this one is we're actually opening it up to the public. Um, oh. Last year it was kind of invite only, um, you know, all the pink boots crowds and, you know, we invited all our local breweries to to send their staff. But this year we want the public to kind of come and you know, see how the sausage is made a little bit. 
Um, I think we get a, I get asked a lot, like if people can come shadow a brew day and this felt like <laughs> a great opportunity, we're hosting a brew event. So hopefully a lot of people from the public show up and get to learn about how we do our process. And then also check out this awesome new hop from uh, YCH for Pink Boots. Yeah. Last year's was so good. My wife was part of the brew day and yeah. it was so good. I mean, it didn't last very long either on tap. No, it, it sold quick. So yeah. we'll, like I said, we'll do the same recipe again and see how this new hop speaks. And and hopefully uh, Goose gets some dog treats from your wife again this year. He, he loved those. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she's already got them ready. She needs to yeah. bag them and bring them over. Yeah, the Spang Rain Man. Yeah. We made some from the uh, the collab day and I'm sure she'll snag some more on the Pink Boots day. She loves making our house smell like dog treats and peanut butter. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's an incredible idea of uh, the shadow brew day, though, because again, mm-hmm. like someone like myself who enjoys partaking and drinking <laughs> of the beer, uh, to be able to get a behind the scenes look on how everything's actually done, and uh, yeah, I, I just think that's something that a lot of people would really, really enjoy. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, have never held the four raw ingredients, you know, in their hands and and seen them in action, and I always find it hilarious. Like most people, just want to see inside a tank. <laughs> most people want to peek their head in a fermenter and go what's going on in here so it's always fun we we open the fermenter up and we go well it's stainless and look at that yeah, spray right. ball yeah. <laughs> but the amount of people that love just sticking their heads in the fermenter i, it, I always get a kick out of so stainless yeah. and it's clean and here yep. it is yeah, get so your get your picture a... get your picture taken with your head in right. the kettle <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i'll tell you from from our collab day i didn't realize how i don't know zen like it is to to rake all that grain out of the uh mash ton is it heavy all the spent grain it's just it's just pulling it out just raking it one little scoop at a time yeah yeah well it's it helps that we have rakes in the mash ton it's yeah it's a little less than like when there's no plow or rakes in there and you got to do it all by by hand true uh, but that was it was like doing like one of those uh little sand garden things like raking this and just like all oh, the rock relaxing <laughs> yeah this is surprisingly <laughs> relaxing so everybody take take a turn at raking the grain out of the mash absolutely so. i will let everyone do the, the manual labor for me <laughs> yeah. nick's like please yeah uh, all right as if this doesn't already sound like one huge commercial for 14 cannons and i swear it wasn't meant to but yeah. <laughs> uh to make it even better on march 10th that is the big day that is thursday march 10th we are releasing we Nick is releasing our collab. <laughs> it's a wee. <laughs> I was going to say, it's definitely a wee. Yeah. Uh, this is the Coffee Kolsch, the yet-to-be-named. Please I was going to ask it. if you have a name yet. We do not. I came up with a bunch of really bad ones, so I'm hoping that people uh, can, can contribute some good names for us. We still need to name it. Uh, come on out. Thursday, March 10th, we're going to do a live podcast that evening. It's going to be Nick and I. We're going to have some uh, potential other guests who we'll, we'll release once it's official. Obviously, we'll be tasting the beer. We're going to taste a couple other beers, maybe some coffee while we're there, too. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm super excited. And on a personal level, I'm very excited. It's the first live show we've done since the pandemic. So it's going to be nice, nice to get out, set up a speaker, yell at some people, and drink some beer. Hell yeah. Yell away. Yeah. yeah. Flex, hop on a plane. Yeah. Try my best. <laughs> yeah. Get on out here. So I wish. Um, if you aren't tired of hearing me talk about it for the last couple of weeks, March 10th, it's Collab Beer, Coffee Kolsch. Come out, hang out with us, drink some beer, have a good time. Um, yeah, all that good stuff. Enough said. Send us your <laughs> names. We need a name. Time's yeah. running out for names. Please. Co- co- how does coffee meet pirates, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's the, bit, the big problem, right? Yeah. And we're 
the even harder part was trying to work republic into the name because uh california coffee republic Republican. is also part of yep, it so like yep. it makes sense let's get republic in there but at the same time it's like shit how do i keep it pirate th- or nautical themed and and republic and whew, it's been a it's been a challenge and i'm not that creative apparently that's what i've learned <laughs> So anyway, send us your names, tweet us, DM us, whatever it is you guys do. Call us, leave us a voicemail with some names. We would appreciate the help. <sighs> All right. That is a lot. Uh, Nick, what are you drinking over there? I am drinking a green cheek yuzu for papa. Um, <laughs> is a that tart, tea? A, a tart and salty <laughs> wheat beer with fresh California yuzu. And that's exactly what it is. It is tart. It is salty. It's very refreshing. Uh, it works. Green cheek, man. They do weird, great stuff. <laughs> they do weird, great stuff. Yuzu fruit in beer is awesome, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. Um, I didn't even look at it. It's four and a half percent. So all right, so it's light. Yeah, so I'm I'm keeping it level. Like, haven't had dinner yet. Makes sense. It's good, like uh, Sunday football beer. You could drink a lot of them. I don't know if I could drink a lot. Of, like, there's a lot of well, salt in here. <laughs> well, <laughs> from an ABV standpoint, yeah. you could drink yeah. a lot of them. <laughs> Just getting your electrolytes in. Come yeah, on, right? So, there we go. Yeah, it'll pay no off in deal. the morning. A little exactly. yuzu weed, a little water on the side, a little yuzu weed. Right. A little wa- yeah, you'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. Speaking of football, everybody uh, watched the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, last I did. Brands, last man. That's, yeah. They're, they're our local team, yeah. right? I get I do, Here's do the we, thing. I don't care. Th- does LA, like, now that they've won, are we going to accept them as our local team and the Chargers are just fucked? Like. <laughs> I mean, the Chargers have always been fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, like San Diego, as soon as they left San Diego, San Diego's like, fuck you guys. And they came up here like, who are you again? Right. So uh, they're fucked. Rams, I have, people keep asking me like, you're from LA, you're born and raised, blah, blah, blah. Why aren't you a Rams fan? Because those fuckers left me when I was five. There you go. You know, and them I can't, and the I can't stop calling them the St. Louis Rams. I cannot refer to them as the LA Rams. I'll never so be able to do it. Never. It doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. No, it, it really doesn't at all. Maybe we could do it like the Angels, the St. Louis Rams of L.A. or something yeah. like that. Now like you're onto something. Currently, Long Beach relocated yeah. to. Now you yeah. got you got to take that creativity and put it into your beer name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Republic Beer of West California no, Coffee Republic Beer of the Craft Beer Republic collab with 14 Cannons Beer. Nailed it. Nailed it. You. The nailed Angels it. love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's gonna be in their stadium now. <laughs> right. They just got more PR than they have in years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't care about the Rams. They whatever. If I have to hear someone else say whose house, I'm probably gonna punch him in the face. Now I just to piss people off, I say Chargers house. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, they didn't build the stadium. Like, no, they're the smart ones. They pay no rent. So <laughs> touche. Suck on that Rams. I, I do want to go check out the stadium. It looks amazing. I, I'll it looks awesome. That. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to go see a concert there. Right. <laughs> yeah, let's, <laughs> let's go see a show. <laughs> Yeah, see, I think Paul McCartney's coming out there soon. Let's go see that, or or maybe when yeah. the Niners are in town, I'll that would be game, epic. But yeah, no, no Rams for me. So, but uh, you know, Super Bowl was good. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I was a big hip hop fan in high school. I mean, I still like the old school stuff, but uh, the halftime show was was top notch awesome. for me. Yeah, it was. To- it was I don't. So I, I couldn't find anybody what forty and younger that didn't think it was top notch. That was amazing. You know, it's when you start seeing the people with the light colored blue jeans and the New Balance shoes. <laughs> you know, the, the Costco <laughs> sneakers. Yeah, <laughs> they're the ones that were like worst halftime show ever. Yeah, <laughs> the best meme I saw was uh, if you're super stoked for the halftime show, it's time to go schedule your colonoscopy. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, <man. laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, damn it. How dare you? That's a yeah. It's a little personal. I mean, they're right, yeah. but dang it. Yeah. Low blow or behind blow. I don't know. Uh, so anyways, but, but good times. Good times. Uh, and then finally, I want to mention, uh, if you guys haven't checked out our shop lately, here's, a, here's another commercial. Go to crappyrepublic.com. Check out the shop. We got some new designs in there, including the all new athletic department design. So go check that out. Super and, rad uh, designs, by the way. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Ludicrous libation laws. This one comes to us from Connecticut. Apparently, it is illegal to buy any alcohol after 9 p.m. Okay, I have a big question about this one. Okay, I probably you, don't have the answer. So you say any alcohol. Any alcohol. So I can relate to this because in Wisconsin, it's the same law. You cannot buy any alcohol after 9 p.m. from a grocery store, liquor store, convenience store, etc., yeah, I mean, if, if you're in a bar or a brewery, you can still purchase alcohol after 9 p.m., but you are not able to do it's the same law here. So, so it's only takeaway. Correct. Sales. Correct. OK, what I read did not specify that. And I just thought, wow, how boring if you have a late dinner and you can't drink. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But uh, I mean, so maybe it way. is just takeaway sales, but I'm not visiting. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. there, there go my travel plans. <laughs> Nick's got a map down there. He's like, "We're crossing that yeah. off." Nope. Fuck you, Connecticut. That's too bad. So, so is there uh, a rule over in California for that, or no? I think after two, you can't buy alcohol between like two and six, two a.m. and six a.m. Oh, okay. Those are the dark hours. All right. yeah. Something like that. that. Does that does that sound reasonable? I mean, I know I get cut off at two, but that's... right. One time I was, and I was a little tipsy, so maybe that's why. But one time I walked into like a Seven Eleven and tried to buy alcohol at like two fifteen. They're like, "Nope, stops at two. So I just assumed that meant like two o'clock. You can't buy any more booze. Interesting. I don't know. Anybody with who works at a convenience store or anything, let us know, please. Or maybe the intern can fill us in. Yeah, he's, he's got to know some laws, right? Intern Brian, please come let on. Us know. Let's go, Brian. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, there's that. Don't go to Connecticut. I mean, uh. Wait, Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, is actually we... in Connecticut? Can we just stop here for a second? Aside from shitty laws, what is going to make shitty you... laws and foliage, right? That's yeah, right. what's yeah. going to make you go out to Connecticut? Come on. And I guess based on their laws, a bunch of day drunks. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess they do have that going for them. Yeah, which I yeah, am a fan of day drinking. Yeah. You know, we didn't talk about this a minute ago in one of our <laughs> one of our previous commercials, but uh Speaking of you drinking that green cheek beer, I don't want to not mention this. I'm sure we'll mention it like 10 more times between now and then. Right. But you're going to party with green cheek. We are at 14 Cannons. Um, we're having we're hosting our first beer festival in May, May 21st. Um, we have a lot of amazing Orange County and L.A. breweries coming up um, that are on the beer gang platform with us. And green cheek is coming up. Rip's coming up. Bearded Tang's coming up. Um, a lot of awesome, awesome Orange County and L.A. breweries. Long Beach Beer Lab. Um, so May 21st, follow 14 cannons and, and you'll start seeing us post about it in uh, the coming weeks and get your tickets. And it should just be a wild time in Westlake. Oh yeah. Westlake's never seen a wild time before. No, we're going to show them. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who are a super big deal for you guys though. It is. Yeah. Our first beer festival. Um, we're trying to make it our first annual beer festival. Uh, I'm already getting bands lined up for it. So it should be, should be a, a great party. Damn, that's nice. awesome. 2022, the year of 14 cannons, baby. You're coming back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I like what you said earlier. It only took five years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was looking up our, our history on the show today before we started, and our first interview that you and I did, Nick, 
aired on February 27th, aired, was was posted. February 27, 2018. So basically four years ago, okay. almost to the day. Nice. Wow. And I was like, holy shit. That feels like that was forever ago. In it, a good way. It does. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys are a staple in Westlake now. And one of the few remaining in Westlake now as well. So Happy glad for here. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Happy to still be here. Yeah. Um, all right. Very good. A little bit of news. Modern Times. This is huge news. It's been going around for the last uh, about a week or so. Modern Times closed their Portland, Oakland, Santa Barbara, and Los Angeles locations, leaving basically their San Diego and I believe Anaheim locations open, uh, citing financial issues due to the pandemic. And they've they've posted blog posts about this, talking about all the financial hardships, pandemic, which I'm sure is a hundred percent true. But at the same time, modern times, <laughs> let's not forget, uh, almost a year ago, you got called out for some pretty shitty stuff, and it took a long time to respond in a positive way, and I just have to feel that this sort of thing is at least a partially responsible. Um I, I would know. say it's 100% partially responsible. <laughs> <laughs> 60% of the time it works every time? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, it just it seems like it has it, the timing and and everything. And also, they uh, got new new leadership. The original, uh, you know, founder slash CEO. But again, it it took them how long to get that done? months and months? You know, well, and how silly that they had to be called out for really horrible things before making their place not a horrible place to work. So. Absolutely, Oscar Blues is closing their Boulder Tap Room, and they did it real quietly without really saying anything. And weren't returning calls for comment, as we know they got bought out yeah, about a month ago that, by yep. yeah by Canarchy, and I guess uh, they're making some changes around there. I had not heard this. No, oh, just the one tap room, Boulder Tap Room, wow. nothing else, I guess. So uh, sad to see that go. A lot of people have been, I say, asking me as if like I'm an expert, but we've been having discussions lately. That's that's a better way to put it. About all these closures, there's been some local closures, Modern Times, Oscar Blues getting bought out, that sort of thing. And I, I guess my question for you, Nick, is are we seeing some sort of reckoning in the craft beer world? Like, is it finally getting to a point where maybe there was a little too much? I don't think too much. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. I The pandemic was obviously, you know, hard uh, yeah. to navigate. The, the one thing with all the different Modern Times locations that I think have in common is I don't think they had big outdoor spaces. Like True. I know the dojo in downtown LA had zero outside seating. Yep. Um, and the last two years, like we've had to build a huge patio um, front and back to be able to accommodate people sitting outside. And so I noticed that in common um, with the modern time stuff, like their Anaheim location has an amazing outdoor space and that location staying open. Yeah. So I think that, you know, don't they have a pool? They do have a pool. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I'm going to get COVID anywhere, I want it to be in the pool at Modern right. Times. Like, that sounds like a party. Yeah. <laughs> pool at a brewery. Um, it looks awesome. Um, yeah, I've been, but I've not been in the pool. So um, oh. it's hard to swim with a mask on, I think. But we won't, we won't, true. Do, yeah. we won't Joe Rogan this podcast. Um, <laughs> Please but, don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm sad to see the the dojo go in LA it was I thought I think a staple of LA craft beer the past you know four or five years um, they put out a lot of good liquid out of there cool stuff mm -hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see if any breweries uh, acquire these closed ones 
I think that's what I'm looking out for. Not as much as a reckoning, like you said, but to see um, if anyone pivots and gets some some cheap real estate, good way to get a brewing system that's already installed and ready to go. So yeah, a big a nice brewing system. In, yeah, um, like the Portland Modern Times I'd been to, and that was a previous brewery, the Commons, I think, and that was amazing. Mm. Um, we like to visit Portland often. There's you know plenty of beer there. Yeah, there is, and. I, I did think it was weird too, though. Like that's a that was a full on production facility, and to have it on the hmm. same coast as your production facility in you know San Diego didn't make much sense to me at the time. So maybe it just it didn't make sense financially to justify having two giant production facilities on the same coast. You know, you see like Stone in Virginia and all the guys that went west and I mean east to North Carolina and stuff like that, um, and then Modern Times at the opposite, and they're like, we'll just go to Portland because it's hip. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, it, they're the definition of hipsters that's right for sure. so it, it didn't really help i don't think like with their their shipping uh across the country or anything like that yeah and i wonder also if it was too much too soon i mean boy did they just explode and i can't imagine they weren't taking out huge loans for that sort of thing i mean there's there's not that kind of money in their bank accounts, I would imagine. Yeah, that growth phase was dizzying watching all these new spots open. Yeah. yeah. Like all of a sudden, like, oh, we got downtown, we got Santa Barbara, and you know, just kept popping up Oakland everywhere. It was insane. So I imagine that just couldn't sustain itself to at least some extent. And then throw the pandemic in there and it gets right. And then when you gotta pay rent and you can't have customers in there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, thanks to the big boys, A B and Molson, US beer drinkers are overpaying for their beer by $500 million a year. And this is according to the Treasury Department. Uh, the White House asked for a study into, and Nick will have some insight into this, <laughs> into the alcohol industry and more specifically into the distribution of alcohol. And turns out that uh, AB and Molson are really hold them, holding a monopoly on not only the distribution, but as well as the laws that regulate it. And it's causing us, the beer drinkers, Lots of money every year. It's not easy to get beer out in the world, is it? It's the hardest part of uh, operating a brewery. Um, yeah, there's no money in making beer. All, all the money is in selling beer. So sure. I, I mean, I, I always look at Stone, and I I think for a while, and I don't know if this is still true, but their distribution company used to make way more money than Stone Brewery made. So like, it's not brand, terribly surprising. Yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't was not as financially successful as their distribution company. Interesting. So I think there's just way more money, you know, with all these strange liquor laws and, you know, mob laws in some of the states, like <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. mafia stuff is a, a lot. A lot of liquor uh, distributors can be tied back to the mob and the mafia. Like selling beer in Nevada is insane because, you know, the mob owned all the casinos and. Oh, sure. You know, and you had to go through their cousin, Jimmy, who owned the distribution company <laughs> to, to get your shitty Bud Light. Right. <laughs> while you're walking down the strip. Old Jimmy Two Toes with his distribution yeah. company. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, like, what is it? Uh, in Alaska, you can, like, breweries can only serve like 32 ounces a day. I mean, there's all kinds of weird, antiquated Wait, laws. What? And, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. California is the most lax, and that's why we opened a brewery in California. We're allowed to self distribute. Right. Uh, and for most of the country, that's not legal. Um, no. You know, a lot of other states, even if you have two brewery locations, you have to sell your beer to a distributor and buy it back at a higher price to get it to your second location. That's crazy. Like, Holy that's shit. That's how backwards like beer laws are in, in a lot of other states. Uh, California, though, lets us self-distribute. So I can put a keg in a van and drive it to any bar or restaurant <laughs> I want and say, all right, give me money, please. Um, <laughs> right. and, and that's just not legal in most of the country, unfortunately. 
And it seems like the more east of the country you go, the more crazy the laws get. Definitely. Like the older states just didn't jump on board. But I know a lot of them um, really started around like Prohibition, like as Prohibition was ending, you know, Budweiser and those larger breweries were jumping on these laws and, and kind of making them work for them to to squeeze out the smaller guys. And I've, I've always considered doing like a history podcast because it's really interesting, the laws that got put in place and why they're in place. And But I won't nerd out tonight. I'll I'll save everybody that yawn. Everybody, before you're about to tweet, just just don't. <laughs> uh, Three's Brewing Company, their oh, CEO, no. and, and I won't, I'm not going to read the tweets, but uh, <laughs> was commenting against the vaccine mandates and comparing the mandates to Nazi Germany. And if you want to find them, just go to uh, Don't Drink Beer. They've, they've got all the tweets. But also, I'll just say this, no matter how you feel about the vaccines, uh, there's no quicker way to alienate at least half your customer base than tweeting stupid shit like that. Beyond the whole like racist part of you know the Nazi Germany side oh, of yeah. things, but uh, you're you're 100 accurate on this. Yeah, idiots. And I'll I'll leave it with this one on a happy note. <laughs> Two drunk sisters take off their clothes and fight at Disney World. <laughs> Two sisters got fantastically drunk at Disney World and got into a fight, but not without first taking their clothes off. 29-year-old and a 31-year-old woman had been visiting with their family on vacation in Orlando, Florida, when they decided to drop by Disney Springs. The pair managed to get incredibly smashed somewhere between dinner at a steakhouse and grabbing a few drinks at an Irish restaurant. With things coming to a head as they attempted to get back to an Uber, or to get an Uber and get back to the hotel. According to the police report, the whole thing went something like this. The elder sister accused the younger sister of being a bad mom. The elder sister punctuated this statement with a slap to the face. The younger sister threatened a physical response and returned. Then everything ended when security had to pull them off of each other as they got into an all-out brawl sans clothing. When they stripped throughout this process isn't clear. And to uh, put the cherry on top, the younger sister threw up at one point, causing the older one to slip and fall into a nearby bush after ste- stepping in said throw up. Well, Greg, you know, it's it's Disney, right? That's that's true. It's where the magic happens. It is definitely. Plain and simple. It's definitely where the magic happens. <laughs> I wonder if they were staying at the uh, same Dick Hotel that you stayed at, Flix. Oh, gosh, I hope not. I hope not. Nick, have you heard of this? I have not, but I'm ready to go to the happiest place on earth. <laughs> Check it out. There, there, there is a hotel at Disney World where the all the decor at the pool is very uh, phallic, shall yeah. we say. It is uh, very strange. They're ginormous, too. <laughs> that, too. Uh, I don't know. That's like a whole is. new hidden Mickey thing, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except these are very hidden. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could see them from space. <laughs> it's a whole new world, that's for sure. <laughs> Oh gosh. I think that's I think we should end it there. I think that's everything. Nick, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Yeah, thanks for all the free Good. press. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Definitely, definitely thank you. Uh come hang out with us on March 10th for a live podcast. Uh I believe 7 p.m. is the start time. Come have some good beer, some good coffee, yeah. and uh see what else we're we're doing and help us shake off the cobwebs. It'll be the first live show that uh I've done in quite some time. Thanks, Just remember, pandemic. Greg, words. Words. Yeah, that's that's my worst trait. So, uh, <laughs> anyways, I'm gonna hit some music. I'm gonna say hi to Vanessa as I hit. hi Vanessa. I'm gonna tell everybody go follow at 14 Cannons across the board on the socials. Go to at Craft Beer Republic. 
and at Flex Me a Beer on the gram underscores in between. Of course, you can find us at craftbeerrepublic.com. 805-538-BEER. It's 2337. And do not forget, we need some beer names. It's a coffee Kolsch. There's a lot of republics involved and maybe some nautical theming. So please do us a favor and, and help us name this beer. In the meantime, I hope everyone is staying very well hydrated. And on that note, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.